which member left a demanding corporate career and moved to another continent to spend more time with family? Find out by going to www.bookinterrupted.com forward slash members and get to know us a little more. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. No, we're not. You might be more. She said we should use research and critical thinking skills. Even if it was that was true, he's like he's a liar. Oh, okay, is he? It felt violent. I was just like, (laughs) actually, I was like, (laughs) like, that's not true on any level. And behind it is hidden like one piece of. He's like, why? I was like, because I knew if you saw it, you would finish it. Most people don't want to sit down for four hours and listen to a single podcast. (laughs) But it was me who accused her of hating country bumpkins. Disrupted mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with uh, and we're gonna talk it uh, out on Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from June 20th to July 25th. It's Meredith's book pick. And we're reading Nonviolent Communication by Marshall B. Rosenberg. Nonviolent communication illustrates how to use language to strengthen your relationships, build trust, prevent conflict, and heal. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Welcome to the fan episode. In this episode, we're going to discuss what the fans thought of nonviolent communication. What we're doing for this fan episode that we haven't done in the other ones is, so we're getting um, fans listening to our episodes after the book cycle. So they're not like necessarily up to date on the episodes. So they're commenting on books that we are not currently talking about. So they're missing interacting with us when it comes to the fan episode. So what we're doing now is we're going to discuss whatever fan feedback or comments have happened during that book cycle, but it might not necessarily be about nonviolent communication. Wonderful. I like this more. Yeah. Me too. too. Yeah. So on YouTube, we got quite a bit actually on YouTube recently. Untamed, apologizing and making mistakes, inside truth versus outside advice from episode four of Untamed. Someone just gave us like a thumbs up. I thought it'd be nice to give you guys encouragement. (laughs) She put great content. Keep up the good work. Um, And that was like from a, yeah, pre-brief, like a really previous book. And that was just recently. So that was nice. One that we can kind of go back and forth on. And what made me change this rule is on White Fragility, the episode six fan episode, someone wrote us, my constructive criticism is that your book review would be more insightful if you use more research and critical thinking skills in your discussion. What similarities does the book White Fragility have with critical race theory? What are the differences? Robin D'Angelo got a lot of flack for holding space in the Black movement. Should we be giving more space to Black authors? Can the opinions in this work be seen as an example of a CAFTA trap? Why or why not? How could generalizations and class differences apply to the opinions in this work? So I obviously was like, I wish we could have had your comment before we did that episode. She was commenting on the fan episode and 
when I responded to her, I was saying how we didn't really get that much feedback during White Fragility. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have a lot of fan information to go on during that episode. And then I told her how we have, you know, five other episodes, whatever, and she returned back. And so I thought we could discuss her comment, but she also said, like, she was, she said, thank you for her response, the response I gave her, and that she gave, gives me permission to talk about her comment on our next fan episode, if I was willing to, and she would like us to see us read Nice Racism when it comes out. Mm. Which is also a Robin D'Angelo, her new book, right? Her new book, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her when your response, you kind of said, like, we're not really that necessarily that kind of podcast, but that you, but that also we did touch on some of these topics in other episodes. And mm -hmm. so I think sometimes when people just listen to one episode of our program, they might think, oh, that's all we had to say on the book, but not everybody knows that we're doing, you know, six episodes on one book. So even if you're, you know, you listen to one, you might be like, oh, okay, great. Let me listen to the others and then I'll kind of get the full viewpoint. But it was really yeah. nice she commented. Mm -hmm. Can somebody tell yeah. me what a CAFTA trap is? A good example would be if you say to somebody like, you always disagree. And then that person goes, no, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah. Right. And okay. that's like, that, right. So in this case, it would be like, I'm saying I'm not racist, but because I'm racist, you, a racist would say they're not racist or like something along those lines. Right. Uh, so okay. it kind of is, but who cares? It's a trap. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's just a thing that, that can be true as well as not remove any value from the conversation or the topic. And as far as your critical race theory statement, I think that this book is written from that standpoint. Like, I, I think it's rooted in critical race theory, the whole anti-racist movement. Mm -hmm. I told her we talked about some of the things like, you know, we have a whole episode about Robin being a white author. And that's right. I said that we're not experts. I was like, I said something like, if you listen to the other episodes or any of the other books, you notice that we aren't experts on any of the topics or professional reviewers. We're a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life interruptions. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We leave that to the experts. It's about connection, especially with those who don't have time to commit to an actual book club. And so that's what I let her know. Yeah. But yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And I invited her to um, submit a fan book if she wants to do the, you know, join us if you'd like. And cool. she said, thank you. And, and that she doesn't normally comment on uh, YouTube, but, you know, she happens to know about this topic. And anyway, oh, good. that was really good. Yeah, it was a really good interaction. Um, I also think that we are critical thinkers. Like, I don't think that we're... No, I, I know, but we're experts, but yeah. No, we're not well, you experts, might be more, but she yeah, yeah. said we should use research and critical thinking skills. But and remember, I she's only listening to the one episode, right? She was she's only listening episode, to the one so you weren't at. in depth yet. Oh, uh, which episode did she listen the to? Fan. Oh, just the fan episode. Number six. Yeah, yeah. so that's Number why six. it was mm -hmm. a really good interaction because, you know, she brought up subjects that we had already talked about. And because we talked about so many things on each book, it is it does really have to be separated out um, to fit onto a podcast. Most people don't want to sit down for four hours and listen to a single podcast. <laughs> I also right. think like kudos to her for like, because some of the comments we get are just like, what an ass wipe, right? Like, yeah, she was really constructive. Like, and here's someone who you can tell she actually took a moment to like think through what she wants to share. And in the best way possible, she wasn't just giving us praise. She was also offering some really helpful criticism, other perspectives, but she was very thoughtful in her delivery. It wasn't like personal attacky. Like if only all her comments were so wonderful, like she did, I don't know, two thumbs up. 
I don't mind just getting praise. That's fine too. Oh yeah. <laughs> One other person put a comment on White Fragility episode four and they just were kind of bad mouthing Desmond Cole. Like being like, by the way, Desmond Cole revised his figure down to 10 to 12, including times he's been stopped by the police. And it's like, what? Oh yeah, I read that. One is too much. One, one is not good either. 10 to 12 is pretty big too. Like, even if it was, that was true. He's like, he's a liar. Oh, okay. Is he? Is he a liar? Yeah. Like, Sapiens oh, no. gossip at its best. Yeah. Or he thought about it more and he re, and he publicly re- revised his statement. <laughs> like, or he did a lot of effort and thought and went public with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, I really like Desmond Cole. So I was it's like, it's funny. Cause like, you know how like YouTube, it changes your feed based on like, if you slow down to look at a video, like even just to look at the, the screen of the video, or I think that's one of the things it does or what you watch. So how are these people funding your videos if they're not interested in the subject? They I should must let you watch know. them a yeah. lot, right? Oh, good um, one, Mare. We had way more people coming to our YouTube channel because they were looking up Robin D'Angelo. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So it brought people to our, yeah, Robin D'Angelo is our number yeah, one. But somebody who's angry about Desmond Cole, are they searching for Robin D'Angelo? Or maybe they're looking up like that gossip about Desmond Cole. Like they really have something against them. Against maybe. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond Cole was in a, but it said our search word, um, Robin D'Angelo was our number one search word to brought people to our station in the last okay. quarter. So, so anyway. for nonviolent communication, what should we have as a, a hot buzzword that we just Pop somehow it. have to put in the description of the episode because yeah who's gonna okay. that? What, what's so salacious brad pitt no just yeah. joking that's not even yeah. a yeah brad um, justin and, bieber and angelina jolie and justin bieber book at the same time <laughs> with justin bieber it's true new story right there yeah um, yeah yeah <laughs> so I'm going to go to a comment that was actually about um, nonviolent communication because all the rest of the comments have to do with our blog, actually. So, but we got on the, um, our Facebook book club group. I put the funny, I'm not sure if any of you, if you guys watched it or not, but the Wednesday funny was the Baroness von Sketchko show when they were like, hey, you doing okay? When the lady just decided to get ice cream, she was at a bookshop and she came home back from her break and had some ice cream. And everyone's like, oh, you have ice cream. She's like, yeah, ice cream. And she's like, are you doing okay? Do you need to have a moment? Sometimes I like the self suit and like everyone in the bookstore was like, oh, you're having what ice happened? cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And someone on our book club wrote, projection at its worst. <laughs> and I, feel, I feel like that does happen when people think you're like down and they're like everyone like, and you're like, no, I just, I'm not Love sad. Love ice cream. Yeah. wanted an ice cream. Like, thank yeah. you for that. But I, I think at the same time, it's nice. recently. Did you? <laughs> not, I didn't confront them, but I was, um, <laughs> before this last shut shutdown in Ontario, I was tattooing someone and like someone was walking around out front of the shop, like eating off a bag of chips, but like a full size bag of chips, yeah. which at home I do probably <laughs> weekly, like whatever, but in public felt so brazen. So, so, so it felt so like, what? what? There's no so shame. Like, like, no, with no shame, just walking eating chips like waiting for an appointment i don't know what the fuck they were doing i wanted to know more i could hardly concentrate on my work i was like who eats full bags of chips 
in public <laughs> shamelessly they did not look like they had maybe like they weren't abusively abusing their body with food in any way there was abusing their body with food in any way there was just a perfectly healthy was it a lot like a very fast eating or just like a casual eating it was very casual yeah it was the most like i was like when i grow up i want to be that person (laughs) incredible just like no food issues there at all that's someone enjoying the journey they're enjoying the journey of life that might be the first person in history who has no food issues in North America. <laughs> that person right there. I but love I love that you were probably like coming up with the whole story about, like, and then I bet this happened and then they went to shoppers. I'm really upset to eat a bag of chips in public like that. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they got a big bag because it was cheaper to get the big bag and they're not going to eat the whole big bag. They're only going to have a few bites. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And at home, I eat that in front of a TV fucking every week for sure but it was wild but every d we're all trying to justify like maybe they just wanted a bag of chips love chips they're just like i feel like eating a bag of chips and they're living the, living their dream <laughs> they're living the dream there's no i sense either. a book interrupted challenge you have to eat something yeah, decadent like in public this is a challenge i, surrounded by I like many it people at work you have to pack your lunch one day and it's just a bag of chips like a <laughs> problem or like i know what mine's gonna be oh God, for the challenge I know what mine is too just okay. mounds of mashed potatoes like oh it's only mashed potatoes you and your mashed potatoes yeah. And it's nowhere close to like a holiday, so it doesn't right? make any sense. But I'll pour the, I want to bring the gravy, gravy. In a, a gravy boat. Thing. Yes. You need a gravy boat and then you pour the gravy bowl. in and then pour yes. it on. And I just want to eat it in the lunchroom, just all casual. Just I all think it should casual. be a gravy boat that you only add one scoop of mashed potatoes to. Oh. So it's like, and then you oh, eat it with a spoon. Like it's soup. a potato, it's a gravy oh, soup. Yes. <laughs> Monday can't come soon enough. <laughs> well, you got work to do tonight. You got to start yeah. looking. You got to mash some tots. You got to get to the store. <laughs> you got to find a gravy boat. So yeah, so everyone, so you need delicate. to do something decadent and eat it somewhere where people will be like, I'm going to do the chips. I'm going to go classic bag of chips yeah. in okay. public. Classic bag of chips. Okay, I have something to admit. I just recently bought a big bag of chips and it was for well it was for Laird and I it was you and I but it was cheaper than buying the little bag and I was like okay I'll grab it so I was walking around to get to Laird and I opened the bag and started eating it to get to him but sure but where were you I'm near the near the office and near the theater but I mean there's not a lot of people around yeah oh. did it have the same vibe yeah. did it feel like or did you not think twice? Was it you? Maybe. Were you walking around? <laughs> um, no, I didn't feel weird about it. But now maybe I should have felt weird about it. <laughs> I don't know why I think it's so weird. I was just like, I was like proud of them. I was like, yeah, you eat those fucking chips midday. Fuck yeah. You're like living vicariously through them. Yeah, but I wasn't pacing in front of a, in front of a tattoo shop. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. It really, it really, really wrecked that tattoo. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm fucking around. All of a sudden, it's a, it's a potato chip. No, we, we both were like locked into this situation. We're like, I wonder what's going on. <laughs> yeah, she comes out with a bat, like a tattooed bag of potato chips instead of what she wanted. <laughs> oh wow! You're like, oops, sorry, I got distracted. And what are you gonna eat as your random food of? 
choice in a public Me? Yeah. Yeah. I was excited to eat a bag of chips. Yeah. Okay. Chip. I'll have that shit for dinner. Yeah. Right? I don't yeah. even know. It's, it says a lot about me that that really, like, threw me. Like, it's not that weird when you think about it. I feel shame when I finish my bag of chips. I know. I oh, know. I never fully shit. And I understand being like, how could you buy a big one? Because yeah. you, like, if you buy a big one, you must finish it. Right, there's no closing the bag of chips for another time. Yeah, yeah no. They they have these things called clips. No, thank you. <laughs> I still want to leave like a few remnants. It, like that's my go-to. Oh, yeah. I'll leave. I do. Like, yeah, wow. the, uh, just so I can honestly. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't finish yeah. all of them. Oh no, I like it because then I, if I crave it later, I'm like, oh well, now I need some more. So I, Laird hates it. I leave like six of them in the bottom of the bag and he's like just finish it i was like no because i might need it tomorrow and i want one chip when we lived together i was like i don't understand she would like i'd open the cover and they'd be like the tiniest piece of chocolate just sitting there for like a week i'm like i don't know why she doesn't finish the little piece of chocolate it's making me insane just eat it or i'm gonna eat it this comes down to like, there's like that, like, a, this is a blanket stage. Like, there's two kinds of people in the world. Like, this is one of those. This is like, yeah. a, you either finish the bag of chips or you leave six. This is a yeah. classic type of person. And I, totally. I love that. Like, I love those kinds of things. <laughs> okay, so let's do a vote. Who are the ones out of the six of us that fully complete? Raise your hand. Fully complete what? A bag of or a chocolate bar or, or the chocolate I can't, bar. I can't mm. not. Okay, no. And there are the three good types of people in the world. Lindsay and I will save a little bit because I do the saving a little bit. I say. Yeah. I do like the pour the crumbs of the corner yeah, of the bag I pour of chips into no. my mouth. Yeah. For my kids, I save. But if it's for me... No. If it's open, why why are we saving this? What are we saving this for? Yeah. I can leave it in the cupboard and not open it for a long time. But if it's Same. open, if it's open, it's yeah. consumed. Like, what am I saving this for? So it can be less delicious next time I go yeah. to eat them? So I yeah. don't have enough next time I go to eat them? It's like they, the far other side, though. I'll have like a bowl of like a small bowl of like or like 10 or a handful. And then I roll it up and I put it away. I'm like, ooh, I get to enjoy this all week. Right? Like, that's how I do chocolate bars. I'll take mm-hmm. a little square. I'll stick it back in the cupboard. I eat that I know, square. And then I have too. that side of square tomorrow and the next day. And I can be like, oh, time for my piece of chocolate or whatever. Yeah, I'll... Sometimes I never finish the chips if I wait too long. Yeah, it's torturous it for someone that's not like that, though. For me, I'm like, still chocolate in there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, she still hasn't eaten it yet. Like, I would check on it. I'd be like... and. I'm like, I should just get myself a whole bar and I'd like eat a whole bar of chocolate. You gotta eat the whole bar. And it's still there, the one piece. (laughs) And hers is still there. I'll leave half a bar. I'll leave it in regular intervals. Like I'll leave half a bag of chips, but I'm not gonna leave six chips. I'm not gonna leave two squares of chocolate. I've committed to that. I have to hide it sometimes too because Laird likes to finish things too. So Mm. I'll like, all of a sudden he'll be like grabbing I don't know, flour or something from the cupboard and behind it is hidden like one piece of chocolate. He's like, why? I was like, because I knew if you saw it, you would finish it. Yeah. Like, that's for me. Yeah. Like, are you even tasting it? it? Yeah, Yeah. like, my husband eats things so fast, it's hard to share bag of chips with them. So I'll be like, this is your bowl. This is mine. So I'll be like, slowly savoring it. And his will be gone. Yeah, yeah. But then he goes into yours, doesn't he? He's like, I want more. He he knows better. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, we're really not talking about fan things, are we? No, <laughs> okay, I'll get back no. to the fan thing. That was a good funny thing. These are so interesting, though. I know. Um, this interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. All right, so my interruption is the non-filing communication playlist on Spotify. So I edit all of our audio on my computer and I have a whole bunch of editing to do and I clearly can't do it at the same time as listening to Spotify on my computer. So I keep on trying to do other things so I can continue listening to it. So my interruption that keeps on delaying me from actually getting to editing work is the nonviolent communication playlist. I just think it's great. There's such a mix of songs like that I wouldn't have thought of putting on there. Anyway, so there you go. There's my interruption. Book interrupted. Oh, and we have another untamed one for uh, Leah's artwork, her untamed artwork. Yeah, there was a mail that said, because on the untamed artwork, I said about, you know, gender roles and that kind of thing, like expectations, that kind of thing, social norms. And he put, it's very interesting discussion. I'm a stay-at-home homeschooler dad, and I find myself on the other side of societal preconditioning. It is interesting when I'm asked what I do, and I say I take care of my children in my house. I also happen to have a medical engineering degree and at times do it on the side, but it humors me to hear people's responses at times. And then Mayor actually responded, because I'm like, oh, Mayor, you're a stay-at-home mom and you're a chemical engineer. Like, do you, anyway, she she responded to him. I love Um, it. Like, I'll fill out like, uh, you know, you fill out forms. Oftentimes it'll say uh, occupation mm -hmm. and like when I sign up the kids for school or whatever, I put homemaker. It just makes me like, yeah. Because sometimes when you tell people in a group, oh, I'm a homemaker, some people respond with like support and others are respond with judgment, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People will treat you differently. There should be like a, another word for it. That's not like a stay-at-home parent. It's not homemaker. Homemaker sounds very- It's so fashion. 1950s, right? That's why yeah. I love that. It's like homemaker. But I want, we should come up with a new- job title for that sometimes yeah, i just put unemployed that. unemployed that's true that's what i would do yeah i would that's the thing they're fucking sh- lucky i don't have to go to work every day but that's the right. thing if, if i don't feel embarrassed to put unemployed that's how you slowly change sig- stigma because you know there's a lot of judgment around that i guess is is yeah. uh well you're kind I'm of like, employed here i am well now i am yeah yeah, yeah well yeah but you have but a no job. you're employed even when you're taking care of your children like but does like I guess we'd have to look at what the definitions of employed mean. Mm. Does it mean is there a financial oh yeah transaction mm. to be? I mean that's where the judgment comes the from. Where people start, some people value somebody who's making bringing home a paycheck more than somebody who's working equally as hard or harder and not bringing home money. So that's just the whole yeah. capitalist consumerism, like money is God type thing. Yeah, we need a new word. Let's think about I was that. Try, I've been trying to since like, well, especially since talking to you guys about it now when I, you know, instead of asking someone w- what they do, because then mm. sometimes I'll be like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, but if you're, if you're, if you stay at home with your kids, that's okay too. And I have this whole big yeah. thing. I was like, <laughs> I got to work on the way that I say it being like, mm-hmm. I'm not judging you. If you, if you don't work, that's okay. You know, like, yeah. so I don't know how to say it. That makes it sound I like, don't know about, uh, tell me about yourself. Like, yeah. Cause yeah. what do you do? Yeah. Like, it's like, Cause I need to know so I can figure out how much I value you. Right. <laughs> you know, like, what do you do? That's not, like, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but that's like, I think that's the, the, the preconditioning in our language, right? What do you do instead of, How right? do you like, do? yeah, yeah. Who are you? Or yeah. What was, what did you say, Mara again? Tell me about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Tell me about yourself. That's nice. How do you okay. spend your time? Yeah, or how do you spend your time? Or Yeah, but like, what are you into? Yeah. So what are you into? <laughs> how do you spend your time? What are you Tell into? me. I once asked somebody, I was like, so yeah. what are you passionate about? And they gave me this kind of like blank stare, just kind of like, I, uh, I don't know. I go, oh. Yeah. It's a bit too intense for that level of conversation. I know. And I was like, oh, that might be too intense. Yeah, you're yeah. like, well, that's aggressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, They're just like, back, back away. Yeah, I, I think I would go like, what are you, so what are you into? Yeah. And they'd be like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. What do you do with your time? Yeah, that's better. I think yeah. tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That might be good. Because I have to small talk a ton and I'm always asked, what do you do? Maybe we should give you a list of different phrases to try. You can tell us how just to like work out. Yeah. Non-violent yeah. communication has a lot of lists. <laughs> about emotions that aren't really emotions which is the heart so hard yeah yeah emotions i like to use a lot of words for things that aren't emotions i was thinking a little bit about how like the storytelling part of it where it's like storytelling is supposed to be violent i think maybe only if somebody's trying to connect with you and tell you what they need because like storytelling is such a foundation of like human experience but it's in the list of different ways that we communicate violently Oh. Yeah, and I don't agree with that. Oh. That's true. I don't agree with that. I, I think I think what he's trying to say that is if somebody's trying to tell you something and try to connect with you and, and convey a feeling or a need, and then you uh, say, I've got a good story about that, then it it takes the the spotlight from them onto you and then that conversation's over. Mm-hmm. But in everyday life, storytelling is one of the ways that we connect with each other. Like if you get together with a friend, uh, you'd be like, So what have you been up to? They're gonna start by telling you a series of stories about their life. Mm -hmm. right that's what I remember like one of the things when I was in the business world that I would get feedback from other customers and stuff like that is I always remembered their story you know I haven't seen them in 15 years I'm like oh my gosh how did your daughter do with this and they're like how did you remember like because it's a story like it's I think that's right like that's how you connect with people you remember their stories because that's what real brings real connection not like like oh remember we made that deal like I don't I could never remember any of that crap but I would remember their personal stories. I think, yeah, story is important for real yeah. connection. Yeah. yeah. And I can understand the idea about like sometimes, especially if you're really in an emotional state and it feels like someone's not in it with you because they're making it about them, I, which I agree, that's probably the point he was trying to make. But sometimes it's nice if you're in the right setting or the right person to be able to bounce in and out of what you're upset about because otherwise you'll just spin in it like well, if you don't is the story you're telling yourself like that I liked mm-hmm. hearing your interpretation Meredith because I took it a different way I was like how could storytelling fit into this way that the author is trying to explain it and I was like oh if we're not checking ourselves and we are perceiving our current reality based on the filter that we're looking through of the story that's going on in our heads do you get what I mean because sometimes that can get violent like a few weeks ago someone said to me like well you know because you're just all into being like upper middle class you don't care for those country bumpkins and I was thinking to myself I was like nope Nope, that's not it at all. And then I listened. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that person's story Story. is on replay Mm -hmm. in their head right now. 
and it's blocking their ability to express their need because they're trapped in the story. That's how I took it, but I don't know. I like your interpretation, Mary. Yeah. Maybe both though, right? Like, well, cause I could see how that could be violent for you to hear someone else's story about you. That's not accurate as far yeah. as you're concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that is violent. Yeah, a violent community. It felt yeah. violent. I was just like, <laughs> actually, I was like, I was like, that's not true on any level. And then I, when I started to think about the person and really listen more and pay attention to how they were making meaning out of our experience, I was like, oh, this has ignited an older, yeah, story around. Mm-hmm. It had everything to do with that person. But it does, if you don't check yourself, it comes out as a, like a violent, like projectile vomit. That makes me clarify. Mm -hmm. I was just going to ask her if she clarified with the person, like, did you say, no, that's not me and like NVC through it? I absolutely did. But I also recognized, I was like, I don't think this person is in a listening state. Mm -hmm. So I still stayed empowered and didn't absorb because I could very quickly do that and just be like, okay, okay, whatever you say. You know, but then I was like, no, I can retort. I don't have to be violent in my retort. I can say, I see that that is your interpretation, but that's not my truth. And then I just did the waiting until time had passed and did a circle back. But I don't know if that was me being conflict avoidant or me just calling it and realizing this person isn't in a listening mood. I think it goes back to what Kim was saying before that when you have a conversation and you're trying to have nonviolent communication with someone, it you can't be responsible for their feelings because they bring a whole bunch of history and baggage and storytelling and with them into the conversation. So you can't necessarily be responsible for their feelings. You can just mm-hmm. say their truth. We yeah. should uh, nonviolent communication. It. So like, Sounds like you what did, would you say? Yeah. You say, you just classified me incorrectly. My need <laughs> oh. to be seen for who I actually am is <laughs> yeah. not being met. Could you please take more time to know me? Is that not, is that a pass? Is that how you do it? Uh, well, I didn't choose to do it. Um, no, you didn't do it. But let's yeah, all, but let's try. all talk about what how I, you could. What have. I realized was I was like, oh, I think what this, per- I was able to identify the other person's need. But, but they but said in the book, partial? you can't oh. do it with someone who's not participating in, in mm-hmm. nonviolent communication. It'll only, nonviolent communication only works when the other person, like you've set up a scenario, is like, we're mm-hmm. going to work this out. Yes. Yeah, I'm not saying it, like, to correct Kara's actual no, reality. No. I'm oh, just okay. saying it for fun. Fun. Let's yeah. all see if <laughs> yeah. we can do nonviolent communication in this Maybe. circumstance. I think oh, you my God. Yeah. I feel. You have, think you have to... Oh, yeah, I feel, feel. yeah. So I think I feel represented feeling. No, I think don't you have to first say what happened. Oh yeah. You're not feeling that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Say what happened. Oh, this is so weird. I even feel uncomfortable in a pretend (laughs) role play scenario (laughs) because I was like, I have to identify a need. I was like, Oh God, what was my need? (laughs) I feel, you feel hurt. Yeah. I feel hurt. I feel like you don't, no, More you don't feel like you did. No, no you don't yeah. feel like you. You said um, something like my, un- unseen. my need feeling for unseen. Yeah, your need misunderstood. for Yeah, my need for understanding. Yes, understanding. That. Yeah, yeah. Is um, so say when you when you or, say I don't like country bumpkins or whatever he said. Yeah, like when just you literally say restate. that I don't care about country bumpkins, I feel hurt. 
You said he, but it was for... me who accused her of being country <laughs> I <need> for understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I am the culprit of the bumpkins. <laughs> and they really use country bumpkins. Oh yeah. Actually, oh, okay. oh for sure. The bumpkin, the bumpkin basher. Yeah. Okay. That's your new nickname. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. So okay. So thanks for helping me do that. Actually, that was so yeah. Because it's so super easy. hard to do that. I was and like, in the moment, we're trying to do it like. How like all of us are like, maybe you're needed. We still haven't really accomplished it. I know. No. Yeah. Can you imagine? You're in the situation. You're like, just a second. Okay. My feelings. <laughs> just like, no, no, no. Okay. My feelings Stop are. Stop attacking me. One minute. Wait a minute. What is my need? Hold on. Hold on. I just have to figure what my need is. Let me find uh, the book. Connection. Yeah. <laughs> Known myself to be a bumpkin lover. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all I up in understanding the all day. <laughs> I'd be like, what's the country variety? Very bumpkin positive, actually. I'd be like, so bumpkin positive. I'd be like, I think I broke her. I wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, no understanding. No, no. no the word bumpkin is so funny. And I keep going the loop. I keep going back to the different dog-eared pages. Nope, nope, no, 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 while eating our food of apples <laughs> with our food yeah. restaurant, and i'm gonna ask for a bag of chips I'm like, you know, i don't see this on the menu but do you guys have big bags of chips because yeah. i'm just a country bumpkin i a bag country. of chips i like to go full bumpkin thank you for joining us on this episode of book interrupted if you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Are you interested in buying this book? Do you want to order the next book so you can read along? Go to www.bookinterrupted.com shop to see a complete list of our books. And if you haven't tried them yet, our affiliate partners, The Bookshop, and Libro.fm both help support your local bookstore where available. Thanks for taking the time to check in and connect. We'll see you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. Just to make this podcast, we probably need hundreds of people just to do this. We'll come up with like a good prize, but also we'll the send them book. my glitter copy. <laughs> <laughs> my son got to the point where he's like, can I have this? And you'd be like, yep. And he'd be like, and he would just sit there. And yeah, like, yeah. So go get it. Yeah, it sounds like a threat, right? But I wouldn't say that. But like, because we all want to be part of the group. Demand of me yeah. to become more comfortable with trust. Always sharing what they have with the You're people like not around yours. them. That's mm. nice. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.